Hey, this is ZZ for my latest sponsor, ExpressVPN. You know, Netflix has different content available to users depending on where they're located. Netflix has thousands of shows, but you can only get access to a fraction of that because of where you are. If you're utilizing Netflix without using ExpressVPN, it's like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. So how does this work? ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have almost 100 different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. I'm talking like Star Trek, the original series on UK Netflix, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Canadian Netflix, Rick and Morty on French Netflix, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Indian Netflix, the Harry Potter movie series on Australian Netflix, the list goes on and on. In the easy household, we utilize ExpressVPN and we've unlocked so much content that my family and myself can enjoy. But then you might be like, Eric, we can use other VPNs. No, 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 no. Listen, blazing fast speeds, stream in HD with zero buffering, compatible with all of your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, and it encrypts your data. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. Look, be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com Zane. Don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash Zane to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Email the show idiots at freebeerandhotwings.com 1-800-947-3979 You can email idiots at freebeerandhotwings.com This is a little bit different than than what we would normally do because what we're dealing with is not something we've ever had to think about before if you're listening you're like what the hell kind of a setup is this we will not be going to the broadcast uh or to the radio row broadcast as we anticipated tomorrow for the super bowl uh, it's something that we had had planned everything was in place and actually technically it remains in place uh, but we've been doing the show with extraordinarily heavy hearts yesterday and today yeah, um, because we were notified on Sunday that um, our, I guess you'd call him our agent, our lawyer, but more importantly, our friend, mentor, advisor, advisor, uh, passed away unexpectedly at the age of 57 on on Sunday. Complete shock to everybody. Long no time. known health problems, at no. least, you know, nothing major. No. Uh, we know you don't know him, but hopefully you know somebody like him. His name was is Mike Novak. He was someone who... Uh, started to believe in us before there was a lot of good evidence to do so. Yeah. Uh, we contacted him about a legal issue because a friend of a friend had used him, and he we hadn't paid him a dime, mm-hmm. and we had only promised that we would someday use him to negotiate our contracts and, and whatever else, and he refused payment and did so for the next two years while he helped us out with a, mm-hmm. a myriad of things. Yeah, yep. And then even when the relationship was official, yeah, when, he, when we time said, okay, and, you're our guy. Time yeah. and time again, he took less money than he deserved. Even at our urging, there were times where I said, you're supposed to get a part of this, and he would say no. Yeah, he, would, would, he would always say, uh, I'll just, uh, you know, you guys can pay me back later. When you guys hit it, hit it big. Except yeah. every time we added a station, he'd just tell us the same thing. Oh, yeah. you know, I'll get down the road. It, it grew to be our impression, yeah. I think, all of ours, that, that was he was just kicking that can down the road forever. Yeah, and that I mean, said... That that the about the money, 
That has nothing to do with why we're all so heartbroken. That was just no. That's just an indication of the type of person he was. Uh, he was incredibly one of a giving. Yeah, one of a kind. He was exactly the opposite of make it. everything that you think of when you think of a guy who's a lawyer. He was literally the opposite yeah. of everything. Um, yeah, just it, really funny, a cheese ball, goofy, um, super kind-hearted. Incredibly smart, yeah. Um, but didn't always come across that way, which was part of his charm. Yeah, kind of, you know, sly like a fox. They say, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Know, kind of like you know, you you think. I don't think Mike knows what the hell's going on. I don't, but he always I did. I don't know, man. I think Mike says something wrong with Mike. <laughs> he would come and then up the next time. thing you'd know, you go, "Hey guys, yeah, we worked it out. You're on ten more stations." You go, "Wait a minute, I didn't know you knew we were in radio. Yeah. How did you do that?" Yesterday, oh, you wanted us to buy a rocket. Here was yeah. some stupid ideas. Oh, oh yeah, he there, had... was a, there was this incredible silence when he would come up with an idea that we knew was just the worst. I mean, the world. And Freeber will always sit there with his head down. He's looking at his phone. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't take talking it. about Because I wouldn't argue with him. Some stupid idea that is so absurd, and we just let him get it out of his system. And then he would always be able to sense that we weren't part of it because we're like going, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He if, would think so yeah. far out of the box that there wasn't a box in sight. Oh, no. my God. I mean, you go, I don't. Yeah. What? Yeah. How. The, Several come to mind, um, and we'll probably tell some of those stories. But it was pretty typical at, at, at you know, at any. Okay, I'm coming to town. I'm gonna see you guys. Well, it's a lunch. Okay, man, it sounds good. Okay, so we got the business done. Now I want to talk to you about this great idea. Now, now, hear me out. Hear me. It would always do it. Now, hear me out. If you're, gonna, you're, gonna, with... you're gonna think it sounds crazy, but hear me out. <laughs> and so, uh, there was one time we're sitting there, and he goes, "So, the, with the recession, the bottom dropping out." Billboards are very inexpensive. Okay, all right. So what we what I what I'm proposing is, you spend money in towns that your show is not heard in, like Chicago, and put billboards all up over Chicago. Say freebeerandhotwings.com. Check it out. It's great. <laughs> and, Wait, but but we're not on there. I know. Well, you see, that's you're gonna dangle that carrot in front of them and. And so he would, you know, you're going to make yourself a commodity and okay. Well, and if that wasn't crazy enough, we get other hell bent ideas. Like, what do you say guys? If, uh, okay, you get an RV and we're thinking, oh, he's going to tell us to go from town to town where the show is heard and do our, mm-hmm. do our show from various, yeah, no, yeah. Which, gonna... which by the way, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah which yeah. we, we have kicked around and at some point yeah. we may, you know? Yeah. So we think he's going to say, all right, so you get in an RV and then one day you go to Nashville and then the next day you're in Knoxville and then the next day you're in Myrtle beach. And then, you know, you it's, like kinda, a it's like a tour, but you know, no, you could do it in the South and then the, that's what we think he's going to say, but and that's how did it not come out? what he said. You should take your RV and do your broadcast at sports bars in towns you're not on like a Hooters in St. Louis. <laughs> like you <laughs> don't like, even need to be inside. You could just be in the parking lot. And, yeah, and yeah. this is one of the times where i remember not being able to resist the urge so wait you're saying we'll just sit in the rv and do the broadcast and people will walk by and go who's the perverts in the rv yeah is that what's gonna happen I know, it'll pique their interest because they don't you know on the bus it'll say the free beer and hot wings and yeah uh, what what is that and they'll want to find out more and then they'll listen and they'll like it and then maybe you know you'll build a buzz and then maybe you'll get on in that town yeah, yeah. well yeah everything you've said is 
plausible, yeah. yes, but not likely. Yeah, he'd have. I mean, he have a ton of great ideas, yeah. and and his leader, he yeah. he led us through with unrelenting optimism through some a couple of really yeah. uh, difficult professional professional and personal uh, yeah times. There's some per- you could, we could, I called Mike when I there was some issues that I had. I I called Mike. Yeah, because he's just you, such a great advisor, you know. Yeah. I said he was. I felt like I lost a big brother oh, and a father God. figure. Absolutely, you know. I mean, um, yeah, definitely the father figure thing. Like he reminded me a lot of my dad in a lot of ways. Yeah, not in every way, but in a lot of ways. I mean, I there is nobody. I put him almost on par of trust that I do with my own father, yeah. and I trust my father with everything. When Mike so. would say to. Uh, Mm, yeah. To us, that he was proud of us. Mm-hmm. That meant a lot. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, dude, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm a mess. This is terrible. Yeah. And we know this is selfish radio, but we uh, wanted to talk about. It. Well, we wouldn't we wouldn't be here. At least, very unlikely, we wouldn't be where we are, who yeah. we are, without no the help of Mike Novak. Um. I mean, shortly, we, we owe that guy a lot. Shortly after we got started, uh, we called him up and we said, we need a producer. And he goes, I got a guy. <laughs> <laughs> this was one of those crazy ideas. Really? We go, Not as crazy as, you I know, go, what is it? take a wagon train to Portland like the Oregon Trail, but, but it was crazy. He always had a guy. <laughs> he goes, well, I know a guy. <laughs> and by by the way, he Hollings referred to him as the Dusecki's man. And we like if Dusecki's and Forrest Gump had a baby, it'd be him. Because <laughs> yeah. he'd call me and say, "Hey, I'm in Las Vegas. I'm at a private birthday party for Paulie Shore. Were you invited? No, nah, I just walked in. <laughs> no, what I, are you talking no, about? No, drum listen, listen to this. I listen to playing this. drums. I walked in and I saw Thomas Hearns, and he was parking cars <laughs> outside. But I, he and Tommy and I go way back. And he knows uh, this guy, and then that person was having sex. Well, anyway, so there I am. I'm with Paulie Shore and Don Rickles. Yeah, it reminds me of the time I gave George Burns a sponge bath. <laughs> what? Is that real? Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, not, not long yeah. ago, we're talking to him, and he goes, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm really good friends with Bob Seger, which he was because he represented Seger for years. And, uh, you know, in the obituary, Seger is quoted as, you know, I mean, they were like best friends. And so... He says, "Yeah, so yeah, I'm out. To, I'm out to see Seeger, and he's playing in New York, and uh, you know, Springsteen is gonna come out, and they're gonna do a song together. And so I run into Brian Williams from NBC Nightly this is News. All a true story. Yeah, it just yeah, happened Brian like six Williams. months ago. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He says, I ran into Brian Williams, and he, I mean, he's a huge Springsteen fan, and and you know, I mean, I like Brian Williams, and he knows so and so. I say, I'll get you back there. So I'm back there." He gets Brian Williams. He's hanging with Brian Williams, who he hadn't met before. And he takes a photo of Springsteen and Seeger practicing the song they're going to play later that night. Yeah. Like, those were the types of things that he would find himself in just because. Well, we remember, he, the, I mean, the, the, we'll get back to the story about Joe in a second. Remember the time we had all just seen the documentary Man on Wire about that guy that snuck into the World Trade Center and then when when daylight came, he had strung a wire from one tower to the other back in 72 or 73 mm-hmm. and was doing acrobat tricks oh. up there. And we're talking about that, and Mike's visiting us for lunch. And he goes, oh, yeah, I was just finishing up at NYU. I was there that day. I looked up and saw We're like, wait a minute. Of all the I things. I still don't believe him. I don't believe to the I, story I, I do, I, I do, I do yeah. yeah. Because so many stories he would tell, I'd go, I don't know if I believe that. And then somehow you would find out that it was true. 
And you'd go, oh, yeah. my God. And it makes perfect sense. He was there. He was going to NYU at yeah. the time. Yeah. Which is very close. The timing all matches. Yeah. And so, Do you remember you know, when he was in Denver with us at Radio Camp, another time where on his own dime he was investing um, in our show? Because we could barely, we couldn't yeah. even afford to send ourselves. The company mm-hmm. paid for it, right? Um, and he would spend his own money to go, and then he'd, you know, take care of us. And how uh, you and I are walking through an ESPN club in over there, mm-hmm. and someone ha- had made out of beer caps, uh, out of Coors caps, yeah, a replica of the stadium where the Rockies play, Coors Field, right? Yeah, Coors yeah. Field, and he so. stops, and. We, all of a sudden, we turn around and go, Mike, what are you doing? He goes, eh, that really appeared to the appealed to the Pollock in me. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it turned I, out. It, I've <laughs> laughed about that for five years. It turned out that almost everything in Denver appealed to the Pollock oh, in him. Yeah, because he, remember, he we went out to that oh, restaurant that so night flashy. with him and his buddy Truman. <laughs> but and, he was, and we're walking down the street, and you know how you're talking to people, and then all of a sudden, like, you realize that they're not with you anymore? Yeah. And you go, Where'd Mike go? And you look back, and he's half a block behind, and he's he's just staring up at this big old warehouse building because it's covered in Christmas lights. Right. Yeah. And we go, Mike, what are you doing? Oh, sorry, guys. I saw all the lights, and I, you know, I'm I'm a Pollock, and I th- I love lights. But you know, I, half of this stuff was just self-deprecating, and it was all self. All of it was self-deprecating yeah. and fun because the guy was brilliant. Just but, so uh, but great. a little bit eccentric in the best way possible. Oh my God! Yeah. But you were Zane. I interrupted yeah. you. You were no, talking no, no. about when he called no, that's for fine. Jill. I figured that it would go this way. So, Mike, I think we need a uh, a producer. Okay, I got a guy. Uh, you see, there's this there's a famous show in Detroit, Drew and Mike, and there was uh, Drew's nephew um, was interning, and his name was Joe, and uh, and it was our Joe, and he goes, yeah, yeah, he's really good at movies. <laughs> <laughs> remember, I remember he said that he's really good. That's his thing, movie guy. You can bring him in and do movies talk. I go, yeah, all right, it sounds great, man. But uh, what we, we don't have any money. Oh, he'll work for free. It's good. <laughs> I actually said to him, Mike, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> no, it's yeah. fine. You bring him in, and then if he if he said if it works well, then eventually you'll. Uh, okay, we had no idea. Mike, is this how you represent us? <laughs> yeah. This is terrible. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay and that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing 
powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. And so, Joe, Mike brings Joe here. For the interview. Yeah. And, and uh, so we get introduced. Joe's very scared, Timothy. He's not. Yeah, the, he, Joe had yet to come out of his shell. He's, he's, yet to he's grow wearing his, his big guy in a little coat jacket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's way fat. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, we ordered food at the at TGI Fridays, and Joe was so nervous he didn't eat. It just sat in front of him. He boxed it up and left. Well, remember, Mike needed to meet with us to talk about something going on. And so we come back up, and we put Joe in our office in the privacy of a closed door and gave him a Diet Coke and said, eat your cold food. Yeah. We go to the next room and we go, we were like, Mike, what's the is deal with that guy? And he goes, yeah, Joey's weird. He's, a, he's afraid to eat, I guess. Dude, it was I all guess screwed. he didn't want to we talk were, with lettuce we were, in his mouth. We, who's this sat, moron you brought us? He sat there we go, what are you doing, man? This guy's a, this guy's a crackpot. He's, yeah, get him out of here. Mike, this guy's so dumb. I don't care if he works for free and we fire him. What the hell? <laughs> Not really. Jim. So thank God we stayed with it. I mean, we would we owe him a lot. Well, Holy crap! The funny thing was, Mike came to visit us uh, not last week, but the week before, and we had a nice lunch and and, and a great time. Thank goodness. Yeah. And when he got back, I said to Joe, I said, "Yeah, you said how was it?" And I said, "You know, it's crazy. You've been here what almost eight, eight years, years. <laughs> and not one lunch hasn't gone by where Mike hasn't said." How's Joey working out? Has he got the hang of things? Yeah, he always, <laughs> it's always you know, the same. It's, been, it was always, it's like always a, the same way. It's it's literally. How's Joey working out? It's like well, wait a always second. the same. That's something phrase. you would say after one month of yeah. employment, but this has yeah. been years and yeah. a decade. Yeah, is Joey getting? Is he getting a good start? I don't know, Mike. The jury's out. You <laughs> yeah. know, he I used mean, to do, yeah, we'll give it another eight years and see how it goes. <laughs> he used to. He had a weird way of seeing the world about various things that I was like, how can a man as smart as him? Think, say what just he well, what he just said. He would send like at Christmas time. He would send this uh, this this gift package full of nuts, but they were like nuts like dipped in chocolate and, yeah. and really it's like really expensive M M&M and M pack is what it was. Uh-huh. But Mike it was under he was under the impression that because it was nuts and because I ate healthy that this was health food. So he would send it and I'd say, Hey Mike man, thank you. That was a really nice gift basket you sent. Yeah, you know. It's health time, and you got to give your, get your kids a good start in life with healthy food. So he yeah, was like, Mike, it's candy. You sent me candy. I know it. It's delicious. Good for you, candy. There's some orange liqueur in there. It's got vitamin C. It's great for energy. I, I appreciated the cashews a lot. It was better. It was no. way better. Yeah. Than, it was way better than the year where he gave me the book, like uh, oh my like god, notable book. quotables. Yeah, that that, that, uh, that bathroom and, reader. Oh, that thing was yeah. this. And then he well, gave us. I, I know the one year it was specifically like, you know, different, you know, like synonyms and things like that. He goes, oh. well, you know, you read all those commentaries. This might help you. That was terrible. I threw <laughs> you it away. like words? <laughs> words. <laughs> that, that book was and in then, the garbage. And then, yeah, now we've progressed. It was oranges for a while and now it's just cashews. So, yeah, he, I mean, he improved on that. So that was good. Our, our yeah, friend. So funny. Mike Novak, he. Uh, we talked a lot. It was a, a brief segment on the show because it was hard to get him and catch him at the right time. But we would, um, there were a couple appearances of Mike Novak joke corner. He would, it would be in, and it might even be explained in this. So just in do you case want the original? Is. Do you want the lion? Do you want the outback theme? What do you think? 
Uh, let's do the, want all the, the one from the restaurant in Chicago where the um, the, the lion, I think that was the lion one. We, were at, we had just had this great meeting, and he said, I want to take you out to celebrate. So we went to the Chicago Chop House, a place none of us would go on our own. And he said, don't worry, boys, I'm buying. And we're sitting there, and he decides to, um, before, while we're waiting for the menus or whatever, he busts out this gem of a joke, and Joe was ready with his phone. Okay. All right. Uh Guys, get introduced to the oldest member of uh, Hunt Club they recently joined. And the guy's introducing him says to the old guy, Why don't you tell our new members here about some of your big game uh, exploits? And so the old guy starts talking. The old guy says, Well, it was 1944, and I'm in deep, dark Africa on a lion safari, and we're not having much luck, so I lean against a tree. And all of a sudden, there's a rustling in the bushes, and this gigantic lion bounds out and comes right in my face and goes, Arr! And I my pants. And the kids go, Well, sir, I'm sure I would my pants too if that happened to me. He goes, No, just now when I went, <laughs> A classic, terrible old guy joke. <laughs> and that was the best one he ever told. That was the rest the best of the joke he ever had. so terrible. This is the one that actually made me laugh. Because he said, my no, just now. No. Just now when I went. <laughs> this is stupid, man. <laughs> oh, God. Where to go? You know? He would, well, I don't remember how the setup is on this one. He was impulsive sometimes, and occasionally he would. <laughs> you'd be in the middle of a thought, and, and something would pop into his head, and, and he'd just blurt it out. And, and and in hindsight, it it always lightened yeah. the mood, and I, and I I wonder if it was always accidental. Oh yeah, really? And um, yeah, this was we had him on the air because Mike had some dumb lawsuit he was filing <laughs> against like Guitar, Guitar Hero, Hero for yeah. this band that he represented forever called the Romantics. Yeah, and we were letting yeah. him yeah. have it for ruining a fun and, game, and we were pissed yeah. because <laughs> this dumbass band wants money because. Guitar Hero used their song yeah. and they shouldn't ever something ridiculous. Yeah, it was like yeah. what I like about you, right? Yeah, he probably that, won. These <laughs> these he jerks. probably did. He probably did. But we're like, what are you doing, this man? You're wrecking everything with your dumbass lawsuit. Come on, so, you're gonna make him have to pull it off the shelves. We're, Stop it. We're brutalizing him about his dumb lawsuit, and somehow this unfolds. Are there any <laughs> other great bands like Question Mark and Mysterians coming <laughs> forward or anything like that, or is it just the Romantics? <laughs> You realize the, the the hit theme for Pizza Hut was written by Question Mark. Do you realize that? No, I didn't know. Oh my God! <laughs> We're literally. Wow! <laughs> I'm telling you guys. What other? The guy is Craig is too. <laughs> yeah. You're right. He wrote a jingle. He wrote, it's a it's a huge jingle. Joe Joe mm-hmm. Alvin can hum the jingle right here. <laughs> Probably he's kind of a kid. I don't know any jingle for. What pizza. is it with you and restaurant jingles? <laughs> yeah, you love them. Hey, can you play Outback on your phone right now? <laughs> uh, let's see. Pretty good. Huh? No, no, it all sounded like the same note. <laughs> Pretty it good. Sounded huh? like you had a stroke on speakerphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't work. He's Holy cow. Wait, let's try it again. Wait, you got to have absolute silence. Hold okay, on. Okay, okay, okay. That'll make all the difference. 
Now, that wasn't the first time we heard it because the first time it happened, yeah. it was random like that. We're talking, Mike, this guy's pissed off, and what do we do? You know, hey, get, get, this, this is what I can do. Yeah. At, any, at the drop of a hat, I can unload this on him. All the difference. And <laughs> break the ice. By the way, thank God that judge totally ditched that lawsuit. Yeah. Thank God. Well, it was horrible news, yeah. as, as we said, to so, find that out. And it was yeah. a no-brainer for uh, we. We know we we. This happened. I found out late Sunday. We all found out late Sunday. Uh, we said, okay, this is probably going to be weird with the Super Bowl, and as it would be, uh, we have. Uh, it was a no-brainer. No-brainer. No. Yeah, we owe, is, we owe that guy way too much oh, to yeah. not be there to pay our respects. That's I hope, the quickest uh, so, decision you know, we've ever made. Yeah, screw the Super Cancel Bowl. Cancel that nonsense. I hope well, everybody listening has a chance to have someone in their life like him. Unbelievable. Just one other note about he, his kindness he, and generosity. Yeah. Um, he had told us a couple times early when we started using him, yeah, if you ever have somebody, because uh, we've done well enough that we could afford to, to have him do the contract without – you know, because you, you go in unarmed against big corporations, and yeah. not that they're all evil, but they all have lawyers. But they have lawyers. Why? You know, yeah. and, it's um, appropriate to have your own representation. And he, if had, they have lawyers, sure. He, he had told all of us a couple times, "Hey, if you ever have anybody who needs a hand," because we were telling about somebody that had got bent over. Yeah. And and so I called him one day and I said, "Hey, I've got someone." He goes, "I'm serious. You have him call me. I'll help him out. I won't charge him a dime unless it's something." Well, he never even said unless. He he just said, "I'll help him out." And so I'll bet over the last ten years, he's helped probably twenty five people that I know. Yep. He um, was big in talent development through kind acts. It was Mike's mm-hmm. opinion that if he offered uh, that type of generosity, that it would pay back uh, on its own further down the road it's Mm -hmm. and it and it it was it did and would continue to be that way for him um this untimely death is um what was just unbelievable it would have continued to be paying paying back for him for for years and years to come because Mm -hmm. he built his business his life on just being a kind generous sweet man he paid it forward before it had a name yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. he gave lawyers he really broke the stereotype of the greasy lawyer. He really yeah, did. He was uh, because we've met those guys. There are yep. there are ten thousand greasy ones to every Mike Novak. I mean, really, there. You know, I mean, we've met so many guys that come to us. I want to be your agent, and they're every gross stereotype you can imagine. He made. It he s- was just the opposite. He-, he was dopey Hawaiian shirts and a kind word and a fun smile and. Yeah, and it, and the people he negotiated with on our behalf would always say, "Boy, I really like Mike," right? and that always mattered to us too. That yeah. the person that represented us, you know, it might as well be us. Yeah, sometimes it's, we were concerned that they liked him too much. Yeah, no yeah. he's so <laughs> great. The way he negotiated that, for yeah. Joe, Mike, could you turn it up a little bit? <laughs> yeah, it, it's impossible to replace him, and he won't be. It's that simple. No, no, yeah. you yeah. know. We need something looked at legally. We'll just go. Hey, can you? You're a lawyer. Can you look at this? Okay, yeah. thanks. Yeah. 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 Uh, this I is, mean, this because, is yeah, there was so, so many layers to him, so goodbye, Mike. Well, we appreciate you letting us do that. Yeah, so, that's uh, difficult. Uh, we love him. That's we it. We sure do. Take yeah. a break. It is the Free Bear Show.